Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 142, Friday, October 13th, 2023, Friday the 13th. And we're back with another quick episode, possibly even shorter than the last two weeks. It's still still crazy times here at the Doggy Juice household with our two-week-old newborn son, baby Doggy Juice. And I just returned to working full-time this week, so it's admittedly been very tough to even think about preparing this podcast for you all this week, to be uh, candid with you. But, but here we are. Um, I have good news and bad news. The bad news I'll start with is this will be a really fast episode. I'm going to hold off yet again on discussing the mechanics of a typical football week during the fall. I know I've, I've teased that the past few episodes, but you know, going through each day of the week, when numbers are posted, when limits raise, when sharper groups typically get involved. Um, I know I've, I've teased that on here past few episodes, but the good news is I am committing to bringing that to you all early next week. And not only that, but I'm going to be making it a point to get these episodes out earlier in the week again on a regular basis starting next week. I'm still going to try and figure out the cadence and well, we'll still be coming weekly, of course, but, um, but try and get these recorded Monday, Tuesday nights and out by Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, something like that. It's just going to be better for my schedule and for you, the listener, because this way uh, we'll have a better chance of sharing some uh, some strong market positions uh, that I'll share on the pod with with more CLV. Hopefully that we could all get down, you know, getting down early in the week. Uh, of course, that's correlated. Um, the earlier in the week you, you get down on, on value plays, then more likely the CLV you're going to have. Uh, at least that's the way we do things here at Doggy Juice. So, that's that's the good news. And to double down on the good news, I've got some spooky dogs in the NFL that I'm, gonna, I'm looking to back this week and have backed already. Um, so I'll be sharing those with you here on the podcast. And today, um, yeah, I found a little small time window here in the early afternoon on Friday to get this one to get this one out to all of you. So it'll be a quick one, but let's get going. Friends down in Florida. We've got a big development in Florida sports betting this week. Uh, Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, John Roberts ordered a temporary stay on the ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that would have allowed sports betting in Florida to finally relaunch. For those of you who forget, bettors in Florida were temporarily able to place wagers for a brief period, uh, just for a few weeks, uh, back at the end of 2021 uh, on the Hard Rock app. But then a legal challenge of the the state gaming compact with the Seminole Tribe stopped all of that. That entire situation has been playing out uh, in in the courts since, multiple courts, multiple jurisdictions as well. Um, And now this one looks like it it may well end up in the Supreme Court and possibly even play out until 2024, 2025. there's there's a lot a lot of news out there you could follow on you can find people on Twitter like Dan Wallach who are very up to date on on all the developments there. It's a very complicated legal situation to say the least, and yeah, it's it's still a big mess in Florida for legal regulated sports betting. So in a nutshell, if you're in Florida, don't expect to be able to place any legal bets uh, in the Seminole State anytime in the near future, while this legal situation continues to play out and. Um, I'm going to be on a, a, a Twitter space, the WagerWire Twitter spaces for my monthly uh, appearance there on this Tuesday night, October 17th, um, and I'll be diving a little bit more into Florida there at that on that Twitter spaces. I'll be on to talk about the latest there, there in Florida and, in, and the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization with friend Sam McQuillan from Legal Sports Report. So be sure to check out uh, that Twitter space on, on WagerWire on Tuesday night. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. In college football, two teams are winless against the spread to start the season. Vanderbilt 
0-7 against the spread with a non-cover margin per game of negative 5.4 points. And Illinois, my local team here in the land of Lincoln, 0-6 against the spread with a whooping non-cover margin per game of minus 11.2 points. Yikes. Um, the worst NFL teams against the spread to start the season, the Giants are 0-5 ATS, the Broncos and Panthers are 0-4-1 against the spread. Of course, the Broncos didn't cover, um, I have to update that actually, but didn't cover on Thursday Night Football, 0-5-1 against the spread, and the Falcons and Patriots both 1-4 against the spread. You know, the Broncos, one, it really depends when you got the number two, and they you know, close 10.5 consensus, but that number was sitting at 11 at some spot, so... Just shows, you know, they lost by 11. Shop around for the best price because if you're a pro, you should be getting that 11 and, and pushing on that game. Um, but unfortunately, you know, most people betting at post, uh, they lost uh, at 10 and a half. Uh, last week, we moved to 4-1 and one on the year in the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week. We won with the Colts and the Jets last week, teasing both up through the 3 and the 7 up to 8.5. And, and both teams won their games outright, moving our record, like I said, to one or 4-1 and one on the year. And we do have a few teaser candidates this week that I'll get to shortly. Like I've mentioned the past few episodes, I'll be doing you all a disservice if I recommended a bunch of plays on a Friday heading into the weekend. But last week in the NFL, we had a few public favorites cover with the, the Dolphins and Chiefs, which may be helping to open up a tiny sliver uh, more value on a few dogs that I'm, I'm eyeballing this week. Uh, let's call them our spooky dogs for the week in the NFL. So I'm going to preface this by saying that you're uh, you're up against it if you're going to be trying to win long term betting the NFL betting NFL sides specifically on Friday afternoons. Uh, but I do have these I have four plays and four pack for you of these spooky dogs. Um, I've gotten to play on all of these and I still think they're gettable at, at current prices. But you know, just keep that in mind. You know, the, if you're not getting CLV on these, you know, it's uh, long term. It's going to be harder to win. Um, and I do think the market is is pricing in a little bit of what I'm about to talk about, but uh, I don't think as much as it should be. So starting out with the Colts at plus four or better, plus four and a half was out there earlier in the week, but call this one good at plus four or better. Uh, they're going to Jacksonville to, to face the Jaguars, which is a, it's a very unique spot for Jacksonville coming back home after two consecutive weeks in London. Uh, one of my favorite all-time betting angles is fading teams coming home after long road trips. I've discussed this many times uh, on the podcast in the past. The old David Malinsky angle um, really comes into play more in the NBA and, and uh, even baseball and hockey when teams go on longer road trips. You get home, and we're all human. You know, you have things to pay attention to. Even if you're paying someone else to do your laundry and all the, the house upkeeping, which you know, professional athletes uh, obviously are likely to do, there's still the, the human aspect of coming home, catching up with your loved ones, and catching up on, on all the little things that you were that you didn't tend to when you were away. I mean, think about what it's like when you take a long vacation somewhere for a week or two, and then you return home. There's just those housekeeping items that that kind of take your mind away from from focusing maybe on your job those first few days home. So um, I think that's going to be in play this week with the Jags. I do think the market's aware of this angle to a certain extent. It's not crazy value here, um, but I do think that that's a decent spot here to uh, to back the Colts at plus four or better. Another ugly dog, the Bucks at plus three or better, uh, reduced the position at three. Three and a halves were available throughout the week and may surface again over the weekend. Um, but I like this spot back in the Bucks at home coming off their bye week. And Mike Evans is healthy. And I know there's there's been some news here Friday morning kind of confirming that. And I think the, the lines really moved to three consensus. There's still a little bit of juice on the favorite. So I see a couple plus three minus 105s out there. Uh, but yeah, Mike Evans is healthy. Him and Chris Godwin are primed for a strong day against a vulnerable 
Lions secondary that continues to lose starters due to injury. And the Bucks offense has been a pleasant surprise so far. And per um, Sumer Sports, Baker Mayfield currently ranks sixth in EPA per play among 36 quarterbacks. And Mike Evans, who I discussed earlier, he ranks third in yards per route run among 96 receivers. So uh, maybe look to, to tag those those Mike Evans uh, player receiving props over, um, getting to play on, on him in this angle in this game. But look look to back the Bucks for small at plus three and increase the position at, at uh, three and a half. The Jets, plus seven or better, which is widely available as I record this on Friday, early Friday afternoon. They return home after beating the Broncos outright on the road, and they're set to face an Eagles team that, um, you know, they're undefeated at 5-0, and but they've shown some, some vulnerabilities so far and really haven't impressed when looking deeper into uh, several other metrics. So, you know, they're they're flying cross country. The Eagles are back from LA, and they're facing a Jets team that I think finally found a spark uh, last week, beating the Broncos. So I think the Jets at plus seven this week are are definitely a worthy add to your weekend portfolio. I even might like this one the most of all the bunch that I'm that I'm naming here. Um, and then our final spooky dog of the week, the Giants at plus fifteen or better. And let, let's see see how high this one goes too. And yes, I know the Giants, but Tyrod Taylor, he's in at quarterback for the G-Men. Some people forget that uh, he was the Bills quarterback several years ago. So he does bring an aspect of, um, of familiarity with the surroundings, and the playing conditions in Buffalo. And nobody, I mean, nobody wants to, to back the Giants right now. So I'm happy to gobble up a couple points of value uh, back at them this week. But I'm also not in a particular rush to bet it. I did get some down at, at 15 um, after uh, the Tyrod news came out today. but And I think it's good to diversify this one, maybe play some Giants first half, uh, plus eight and a half or better. Um, which shouldn't be that hard to find at all. I'm seeing that out there already, and you know you get the Bills coming back home from the London trip as well, which is not, you know a nice little you know, rest advantage potentially on this one as well. But yeah, Giants, they will round out the spooky dog of the week. And then finally, our week six teaser. Uh, just a reminder for new listeners out there: an advantage teaser strategy, also known as the Stanford Wong teaser, teasing through. Both the, the key numbers of three and seven on both legs of a two-team six-point NFL teaser. It's key that you go through the three and the seven, either on the way up or on the way down, in order to take advantage of this. We've been over it for several years here. Um, and it, it brings a nice mathematical edge as long as you're not laying more than minus 120 juice. Most books, unfortunately, have protected against the teasers, made them unplayable by raising the juice up. But there's still a few out there that are offering at minus 120 or better. And a couple of faraway places where you could still get down to minus 110, minus 115. So it's a nice math edge there if you're able to uh, get into play. It's not a thing you want to do blindly necessarily, but um, it certainly yields positive results in the long run when you're laying uh, the little little amount of VIG, minus 110, minus 115 is ideal. But um, We do have a few teams that fit our, our Stanford Wong uh, mold this week. We got uh, the Commanders you can get from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5 on the road. In Atlanta, the Texans, plus one and a half to plus seven and a half at home against New Orleans. There are some twos out there, uh, including at Circus Sports as I'm recording this, but the consensus is one and a half. Um, so we'll call it one and a half there. Seahawks is the other one, plus two and two. And, actually, we got two more. Seahawks, plus two and a half to plus eight and a half at Cincinnati. This one's touching three flat at some spots, though. So And I do lean Cincinnati here, um, just like I did last week. So I'm not going to be including the Seahawks, uh, most likely, on the 
the teaser portfolio this week. And then finally, Monday Night Football, the Chargers can get up from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5 at home against the Cowboys. Uh, that's a higher. That's the highest total on the board for this weekend, though, so it's you know, got to tread carefully, though, with those higher totals and teasers. Of course, the lower the total, the more the value is of every respective point that you're, you're teasing through. So let's call the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL Week 6 teaser of the week. Let's do the Commanders. Plus eight and a half paired with the Texans to plus seven and a half. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the Commanders' leg, and I think there's a, there's a world where the Saints overwhelm the Texans up front on both sides of the ball. But uh, lower totals in both of those at, at 43 and 42 and a half, respectively, uh, and which of course magnifies the value of each point that we're teasing through. So let's go Commanders and the Texans, asking both to just keep their games within a touchdown on Sunday, and let's do this for a half unit this week as well, though. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, all I ask is please just take 5-10 seconds to rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts or just find another way to, to put it out there. Maybe send it to a friend who might be interested, tweet about it, anything. Uh, to Just get it to more people who may be interested in listening to it, especially those who are interested in learning more about the latest state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a better sports better during these very exciting times. Anything you could help do to spread the word would be very much appreciated. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be on Twitter spaces uh, this upcoming Tuesday night, the 17th, of October on WagerWire with uh, Sam McQuillan from Legal Sports Report. We're going to talk about some of the uh, most recent legal developments in the space, so be sure to check that out and follow WagerWire on Twitter. And like I said at the top, I'll be back earlier next week, and we'll finally dive into the life cycle of a normal week during football season, when numbers go up, when limits go up, how a line in college football in the NFL evolves over the course of a typical uh, football week in the fall. I think a lot of you will find that pretty fascinating, uh, just the mechanics of everything. Um, But yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and good luck on your action. Talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out. (laughs) 